Dorgan Ramen is a restaurant in Ashland, Massachusetts. It serves traditional and authentic Japanese ramen, Thai noodle soups, and the best chicken wings in Metro West. Everything done in-house from scratch, and they use only the highest quality products from small farms. Co-chef owners, Papanook and Alan McIntosh, combine their culinary skills with traditional Japanese cuisine to create an authentic, amazing flavor in every dish. Located at 1 West Union Street on Ashland, Massachusetts, their phone number is 508-309-3416. Or they can be located on Facebook at Dorgan Ramen Ashland and on their website as well. www.dorganramen.com Welcome back to another exciting episode of Goth Girl Horror, the official Hack Slash podcast. I am your host, Dr. Chris. And I am your co-host, Tracy Lux. And tonight, we are talking about issues 14 and 15, Monster Baiting, parts 3 and 4 of Hack Slash, uh, volume 2 from Image Comics. And Tracy and I recently both can re-enter comic book society as we both have recently become vaccinated yes definitely it's been especially here in illinois it's been interesting because the governor released actually just yesterday on the 11th that we don't have to wear masks anymore the massachusetts governor is kind of of the same attitude he was very late in doing it people still hated him for it but he also gave it up to businesses to allow them to still wear masks if they feel like they need to implement it or if yeah. their employees feel like they should be wearing masks um, because of food services and stuff like that, which I totally understand. I mean, I haven't gotten yeah. sick since, like, late 2019. So it's like, when I got hit with the vaccine, I was not used to being sick for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the way Vlad is in the story that we're t- dealing with right now. Very true. It's I all relative. It's all relative. <laughs> you can't see the motion I'm Look doing. You can't see the motion I'm doing with my hands, but the uh, index finger and the middle finger tip each other, and then the thumb tips at the bottom as well. It creates a, a symbol. That I don't know what it means, and I'm not going to continue jabbering on about this, so we're going to get right into the issue with Charcy's plot synopsis for issue 14. <laughs> <laughs> that so, was basically our very... little PSA of saying, get vaccinated, people. <laughs> we don't get political on this Although... podcast, but I think everyone can agree you should get vaccinated if you can just help do your part that's all there is to it (laughs) right if you can get vaccinated yes we have for monster baiting it's very similar to what we originally had it's a script with tim seeley art with daniel leister colors mark englert letters prank edits james louder published by image fortunately i have the original published date the from the first one january 18 2012 but i imagine that the publishing date's going to be slightly different for issues 14 and 15. sure and for issue 14 the action starts right away with the psychosaurs bursting into the room with cassie and sam while they were distracted they were ordered to kill sam but to take cassie to buck alive even though they are weaponless weaponless and naked Cassie and Sam battle it out against the psychosaurs, but eventually Sam takes a talon to the gut. He's bleeding out, and Cassie tries to help him. The psychosaurs use that moment to their advantage, and they capture her mind. They leave Sam to die. Meanwhile, the gorilla cobra 
takes Cat back to his lair, where he discovers that Chirpy, from the original Monster Bait movies, is still alive. Back in Michigan, Dr. Morrow is inspecting Vlad and analyzing his blood to try and help him find out what is wrong with him. Back in the jungle, Buck orders for the Cyclosaurs to release Cassie outside so he can hunt her. But Cassie reminds them that she is hunting them. Sam, even in his weakened state, manages to make his way to Dr. Carpenter and to free his mind of the toxin that controlled him. But Sam asks for a favor. He wants his black toxin returned to him. Back at Chirpy and Gorilla Conda's lair, Cat is helping her out with her broken leg. Chirpy explains to Cat about Dr. Carpenter taking the liquid evil out of Buck, but that he was still a terrible person on the inside. He played them all for fools. Elsewhere in the jungle, Cassie is making herself a weapon, but Buck manages to catch up with her. Jump back to the lab, the black liquid evil has been returned to Sam. Once returned to him, it starts to heal his body again, but it also makes him hate everything around him, makes him want to kill everyone, but he still tries to fight it. However, the doctor and him run into the psychosaurs and they decide to destroy his mind. They end up opening the blocked parts of his mind and he remembers who he is. He kills the psychosaurs with ease now, crushing their minds with his bare hands. After killing them, he puts on his mask and he leaves the lab, but it leaves Dr. Carpenter questioning his name. Cover A was by Tim Seeley, Alan Pasalakua, Alakua, and it's a very simple piece of Cassie and um, Sam Hain in bed with the shadow of someone's knife above them. Not the veloc brainy velociraptors that we see. I was going to say, I appreciate the uh, brainy dinosaurs, though. <laughs> yeah, I want action figures made of those things, like toys. That would be fun. Yeah, if they can ever get together, like, you know, some decent Cassie, you know, action figures. We've got another one coming soon. We'll have to see, um, you know, what it uh, what's gonna it, it's going to entail. I, I still need to remember to order one of those. I, I was just about to ask you, did you pre-order it? Because I have not yet. I have failed at pre-ordering it, so yeah, I hopefully can get my hands on one. It's fine. I didn't pre-order one yet either. Um, okay, so the other cover, I definitely have to hunt down on eBay. It is very cool. It is Cassie and Kat wearing fuzzy bikinis, and it's a old-school, like, sci-fi B-movie uh, poster. It says, Psychodors, Psychosauruses, now with Terror Vision, Hack Slash Presents, and it has the giant... Uh, brainy velociraptors, but they mo look more like Tyrannosaurus rexes chasing a bikini, uh, fuzzy bikini clad uh, Cassie and cat. Nice. I unfortunately don't have that one, but that one sounds awesome. It does. Recently on eBay, I found a copy of the Ben Templesmith cover. And Ben Templesmith does frequent quite a number of conventions here in New England, so I will definitely have to have him sign it next time I see him. But uh, for issue, yeah. I think that was issue 13 or 12, I believe. Oh, just kidding. I finally found it. They just aren't in order in the back of this one. But yeah, I that one is pretty cool. I like that one. The the fight scene with Cassie and Sam completely nude fighting the psychosaurs is, is very funny um, since they're not wearing a stitch of clothing and they just, you know, had sex. And Sam ripping them apart and you're seeing like the, you know, the bone and the marrow and the you know, everything underneath the skin ripping out, it's quite graphic. 
especially the part when his gut is literally gushing out of his body. Just uh, Dan just does an amazing job anytime he has to do any scenes with gore. It's just, it's fantastic. We also see some Cassie nipples, too, uh, in a couple yeah. scenes, which is very unusual. Um, there's the, where she's like, ugh, stop her before she hurts herself. And then them all, like, using their psychic powers against her and her holding her head, you know, full-on breast exposed. I do notice that they're very, very faded, though. But, yes, they are there. And then the psychosaur rips open Sam's uh, neck, too, basically. Just, you know, his guts are ripped open, now his neck is bleeding out. Which I... just tells you how badass Sam is, so... <laughs> yeah, it's just unfortunate what happens to him. Um, back yeah. over with Cat. And, of course, they discover uh, Miss Chirpy, which I, I'm imagining Chirpy was the character from the original Monster Bait Studios that she was supposed to be the lovely actress. That's who the old woman is. Okay, yes. Gorilla Conda is the gorilla-cobra combo, combo hybrid King Kong monster. Yes, and you know what? Gorilla Conda really isn't the easiest word to say, but yes, he's supposed to be a mixture between a gorilla and a snake. Then we splash over to Vlad in uh, Michigan as the doctor is trying to see what is wrong with him. Paris I, I think they kind of hint that he kind of has an idea of what's going on with Vlad, but of course he's got to test his blood to figure it out. Yeah, the doctor says, it's not what you have, it's what you are, my dear boy. And what is Vlad? Yeah. Well, we'll find that out actually in the next story arc coming up, The Good Son. Yes. Which I guess we'll make all sorts of references to in the Macaulay Culkin movie of the 1990s. I mean, that's probably a good reference. <laughs> we meet the... Okay, what is the name of this guy again who's dressed up like a uh, really demented-looking Craven the Hunter? So who's this guy again? Uh, this is the actor from the Gorilla Conda movies, correct? Yes, this is Buck Kemp. Cassie couldn't find any other stitch of clothing, so she's basically wearing nothing but a belt and then, like, a piece of cloth. Whatever this weird... Like, I'm, I'm wondering if she grabbed, like, a sheet from the bed. I really can't figure it out. But yeah, it's definitely something. I don't understand how Sam could still be walking around considering his jugular was ripped open and he doesn't have the black lamp, you know, darkness in him yet, and he's still able to walk around. Well, and the fact that he even got dressed, too, because I'm sorry if I'm dying, I'm, I'm really not going to be worried about putting clothes on. But his guts were ripped open, his throat was sla slashed out, and the and the darkness that makes him a slasher is sitting in that vat. You know, they were able to mm -hmm. draw it out of him. Something kind of like, you know, could they, could you imagine if they did that to, like, Freddy or Jason? Yeah, it, apparently I'm wondering if he's supposed to have some of that still in his system but i mean they technically pulled it all out but yeah i kept questioning how is he not dead right cat learns a little bit about who this old woman is and cassie fashions herself her signature baseball bat out of uh uh basically a stick like a club and uh rocks which then of course we get the angry birds reference that she kind of has a one-liner for because a boar comes charging at her Switching back over to the laboratory, uh, Sam Hain is re-injected with the Black Lamps goo of slasher darkness. What is the actual name of that stuff? They always just call it, like, either the evil liquid or what What does the Black Lamp Society call it? Um, I, I, it's usually just called, like, toxin or them. They, they, they call it the dark light. Okay. All right. Yeah. So there's not really a great name for it's it. It's not really named. Yeah. The dark side of the force or something. Yeah. <laughs> 
he punches the Velociraptor, uh, snapping its neck, and punches its brains out, and it's just a gooey, nasty, gory mess. Something you could only get away with in a comic book. In a movie, this would be such a hardcore R rating. Oh, God. Like, hard R, definitely. <laughs> even when he even gets the uh, the baby psychosaur as well, so... Yeah, the poor little thing. The poor do little tot. <laughs> do you think at this point Sam remembers everything about who he really is? He's a Kiskos. He's a Kiskos? A Kiskos? A Kiskos? So, uh, you know, I was going to ask, like, how, how do we pronounce his actual name, but... <laughs> That's okay. Me... We both failed on that one. It's totally fine. I've never been able to pronounce yeah. it correctly, ever. Me neither. So, it'll be fine when I'm doing the plot synopsis. So, uh, Akakios? Akakios? Yeah, I mean, we, we, like we say it again a few more times later on before he dies, so, again... <laughs> And then, so it says, to be concluded as the scientist, as he walks off, and the scientist is like Sam. Of course, he's not Sam Hain anymore. Um, there's a backup, uh, one page, two page, you know, one, uh, two-sided one-page Monster City. This is the detective that deals with, like, the monsters. Um, once again, not afraid to show nipples. The, uh, the, uh, Medusa girl has her top off and her nipples are pierced. Oh, nice. Yeah, she's wearing sunglasses, too, so she doesn't affect anybody, I guess. <laughs> kind of like a Cyclops-type idea. <laughs> right, right. This is actually pretty funny. I, I, I read a few of these. These are really, really funny. These are cute little stories by uh, Mike Costa and Ryan Brown. Um, definitely worth checking out if you have the individual issues. People write into Hackslash and ask him a bunch of questions. I'm not going to read every single one because we have another issue to get to, but it says, but two questions I want to read that they asked Tim Seeley. Do you ever have to scrap work because it doesn't look right or are you always able to fix it? And another question, and finally, what comics would you recommend simply as an entertaining read? And he says, I pretty regularly get pissed off and tear up a page or two or throw it away in the can. Scares the shit out of everyone around me. Drawing can be really frustrating. Kind of wonder if he's still doing that now that he's married and with a with a with a daughter. Oh, I'm I'm sure there's still frustration. He he might have to do it in his own personal space and studio, but probably not in front of his kid. <laughs> and he recommends Savage Dragon is one of my favorites. I'm loving the extreme 2012 books that have come out. Profit and Glory. Extreme Studios is the studio by uh, Rob Liefeld. Um, nice. I'm also thoroughly enjoying and have no problem recommending Daredevil by Mark Wade, which was a lot of fun to read. That was a very lighthearted Daredevil before they went back to the darker Daredevil. Um, Invincible, okay. of course, which is a cartoon series. Scott Snyder's Batman, which was currently in the New 52. Dark Horse Presents, which was basically just a collection of different stories. Transformers, uh, More Than Meets the Eye, which was one of the two ongoing, um, uh, IDW Transformers series at the time. This was a more lighthearted, fun one, dealing with serious stuff, but still a very fun, wacky crew led by uh, Rodimus, um, and eventually led by a Autobot-turned-Megatron. Hmm. Uh, Lock and Key, Avengers Academy, Artifacts, The Darkness, and Hellboy he also recommends. The third degree in the back of the book is by with uh, Brian K. Vaughn. Best known for Saga. Okay. I was wondering why that name sounded familiar. Okay. Why the Last Man, Runaways, and Ex Machina. Uh, books on the shelf at this time for Savage Dragon number 180, Spawn number 217, uh, Walking Dead number 95, leading into the Negan War. All right, on to issue 15. So for the plot synopsis on issue 15, 
This issue opens up with a fight between Cassie and Buck. Cassie even gains the upper hand, but unfortunately her mind is overcome by the psychosaurs who show up. She is knocked unconscious, and Buck uses that moment to tie her up. But before he can start torturing her, Buck is stopped by Gorilla Conda, Chirpy, and Cat. Upset with Cassie, Buck tries to stomp her on the face, but Cat stops him by stabbing him in the back with Sam's knife. While Buck is distracted with fighting Cassie and Cat, Sam manages to slice Buck up with his own knife from his back. Cassie, excited to see Sam alive, goes to hug him, but Sam is no more. He stabs Cassie in the gut. He turns his attention to Cat, but Gorilla Conda protects her and flings him away from her, and Sam goes flying through the jungle. Meanwhile, back in Michigan, Dr. Morrow gives Vlad a strange liquid that will be a temporary treatment for his condition, but it will only last for about 20 to 36 hours. He also tells Vlad that he needs to find his oldest living relative in order for Dr. Morrow to synthesize a cure for his condition. Back at the jungle, the giant spider has found the group because Cat had spider hormones thrown on her during the previous fight. Gorilla Conda takes them to safety, but leaves Cassie and Chirpy with Dr. Carpenter, hopeful that he can save Cassie. Gorilla Conda and Cat leave to lead the giant spider away again, but he catches up to them. While Gorilla Conda and the spider battle it out at the Monster Bait Studios, Cat decides to make her way to an old bridge, hoping to use it as a trap for the spider. But she runs into Sam. He reveals to her that he is Akikios. He has all of his original memories now, and he remembers his original mission, to have the world belong to him. But the spider has finally caught up to Cat and jumps on the bridge with them. Not able to hold his weight, it is torn apart. The spider eventually falls to its death. Cat and Akios try to hang on to what is left of the bridge, but it's quickly falling to pieces. Cat almost falls, but Cassie shows up just in time to grab her. However, before he can fall himself, Akikios grabs onto Cat. He tries to trick Cassie into saving him, but she doesn't fall for it. She ends up shooting him to get him off Cat. Without his added weight, Cassie is able to pull Cat to safety. This issue ends with Cat trying to take a look at Cassie's wound, but they are gone. We get a small hint that Dr. Carpenter injected her with the same black toxin that was in Sam. So the first cover by Tim Seeley and Rachel Rosenberg has Cat versus, uh, sorry, I'm uh, Cat hanging off the side of the bridge with her head hanging off the bridge in a very uncomfortable position, with Cassie with her broken bat uh, facing off against Sam Hain and Cat. Uh, Cat I keep saying Cat. Uh, Cassie, Cat, Cassie, that's why. Cassie mm-hmm. is wearing uh, pink hot shorts with her black bra. Not really what she's wearing inside the book, but they're over like a chasm, kind of like an Indiana Jones style, um, you know, the bridge that Indy was on in Temple of Doom. Yeah. The other cover is by Anders E.I.D. And my vision is really bad right now because of um, my COVID shot recently and um, some allergies. It's it's a it what looks like a picture of Cassie standing there holding her bat, but it can also be a photograph of a model. I really can't tell. I don't know if this is a CGI image or not, but again, my vision is not great right now. Okay. Uh. Yeah. Now we see it. Yeah. She's, she's standing with her bat, and is that there's a, a couple of bodies behind her somewhere. Is that a photo or is that a drawing? I think that's a digital. I think it's a digital drawing. Oh. But yeah, it almost looks like a photograph, but I I think it's digital art. Huh, okay. Why don't you go on to plot synopsis while I look up who this uh, artist is, because I don't know anything about Anders. 
Yeah, I don't know either. Okay, let me get back to the issue. And then I took it too far. Of course, uh, as we open up with Cassie and Buck also having this fantastic fight, but of course it's funny to note that Buck is very particular about being touched or hit in his face. So when Cassie realizes this fact, she takes delight in giving him a nice scratch on his face. Of course, you get the unfair advantage with the psychosaurs that they show up out of nowhere and take over Cassie's mind and knock her out. So, of course, you know, Buck kind of has to cheat in order to take the advantage. Yes, absolute, like, mind blast Charles Xavier, Professor, you know, X-Men, Jean Grey style. At some point, he even ends up losing the helmet, too. So for someone who's particular about his face being touched, you would think he would have left his helmet on. Right. Um, Then all of a sudden, the Gorilla Conda uh, shows up out of nowhere for some smashing good time, and the, uh, you know, the the psychosauruses start crawling all over him, and he's got Chippy and one, you know, crawling on his back with the, with the, uh, the gun, just, like, capping off uh, bullet after bullet, which is fantastic. And it would be, like, an epic, uh, kind of fight scene if it was something that was brought to real life. And, you know, we get the epic feel of a monster movie along with a sci-fi feel as well. So, yeah, I, I think that would be pretty cool for a movie or a television series. Just when we think uh, Buck is going to close in for the kill, Sam Hain shows up and stabs him through the guts like a Jason Voorhees-style just punch with the entrails and guts spewing everywhere. And as we always note that with uh, Dan Leister, his great detail to gore that I I just love seeing all of his intestines and guts just kind of flying out of his body. Of course, with this uh, horrified look on his face. Right. And of course, in the next scene, though, however, after he says, you know, basically tells Cassie that he's not who she thinks he is anymore, the blade that he just used to stab somebody with looks completely clean. Looks clean, and it's completely dark, and it's a black blade now, too. Yeah, very unusual miscoloring right there. Um, Cat thinks she's going to get anywhere punching him in the face. All he does is swat her away like a fly. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Gorilla Conda is the one who swats him away pretty hardly. I was going to say, it's a fantastic scene when we see Sam flying through the jungle because, you know, he just got thrown by a giant Gorilla Conda. Uh, back over in Michigan, Vlad is tempted to take uh, this... Uh, elixir that's supposed to help him um, basically uh, cure it's his problem. A temporary fix. A temporary yeah. fix. Uh, but he has to hunt down his oldest living family member as the only person that can help him. We'll get into a little bit more about the oldest living family member in the next episode of the podcast. Then, of course, we are back at the jungle where you're seeing uh, flying cows coming towards them because. The giant spider is about to catch up to them. Right. Um, it is funny that uh, the uh, it seems like the only person who didn't take this formula to stay young and healthy was uh, Chipper, whereas Chippy, Chippy yeah. uh, which where Buck did, the scientists seem to as well because he doesn't look as old as she does. Yeah, and I, I'm wondering if um, the only reason why Doctor Carpenter is younger 
is only due to the fact that he was being pumped full of that toxin where that Buck was using to control him. Cat can't cat can't cat can't say shit. She has to say poop on a poop. Yep. And she doesn't swear at all. She definitely still has her child mind inside of her. Yeah, definitely. Um, 12-year-old cat uh, is still in her brain, unfortunately. Uh, take take her a long time to uh, catch up with the rest of her body. Ak- Akios. Akiakios. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're never going to get it right. The name we can't say. <laughs> Liberator, alchemist, keeper of the black flame that lights our way, father of the purifiers, uh, reveals his true self to cat, and she can't possibly believe, be- believe that to be true. And he's like, nope, it is... Um, if not for the witch, your unholy sorcery would have seared my mind. And kind of gives a rundown origin story of the paladins. Uh, she stole my memories and allowed enemies from within my own ranks to turn me into one of the paladins uh, I had once con- commanded. I became a conflicted creature looking for a reason and finding it in destroying my former followers. I found it in love. I found it in a mask, but the mask was been lifted. I see with my true eyes. And I see a world that belongs to Akikos. Akios. Kakakos. The boogeyman, basically. She's like, you're a boogeyman. Uh, then she's always dubbed him as the boogeyman, so a cat never fully trusted him. The uh, spider showing up after fighting Gorilla Conda and getting the lights punched out of it and then flying through the air, grabbing his, using his spider web to grab onto Sam's arm and wrenching all of the skin and the blood from the arm reminds me of the Schwarzenegger in Terminator 2. You know, he peels his skin off his arm and then, like, fully rips it up, revealing the endoskeleton hand underneath. That's kind of what that reminds me of. But also, like, in the blob, you see the blob, like, eating people alive and, like, the bone and the marrow and stuff. Yes. You know what? I can definitely see that, too. Cassie is almost tempted to save Sam, and she shoots him to save Cat. And we find out that possibly she was injected with Dr. Carpenter's um, serum. That we keep trying to give an actual name to what the darkness is that is inside of Sam or inside of all the slashers. That we just kind of dubbed it like the black goo, the toxin. But technically, you just kind of hit on it that the black lamp kind of calls it the dark light. Oh, yes. Now, all of these Image Comics in 2012 have the uh, Image logo wrapped up in a 1992 to 2012 Image Comic logo. Because it's been 20 years since Image Comics was created at the time these issues were printed. But next year, uh, in 2022, will be the 30th anniversary of Image Comics. Yes, that we should be seeing 30 years and hopefully see something special coming from Image for their anniversary. Right. I mean, the only comic book that's still being written and drawn by its original creators is Eric Larson's Savage Dragon. Oh, yeah. Mm. And Spawn is launching a couple new series soon. King Spawn and uh, Western Spawn and Spawn Universe are all getting uh, new ongoing series. Well, that will be cool, though. Definitely. The backup, uh, the, uh, the, 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 what do you call it in the back? There's no letter pages in the back of this issue like there was the last one. But the third degree looks at Jonathan Hickman, uh, who's currently writing at, uh, who's currently writing right now uh, X-Men, but he did start out at Image Comics. Nice. Definitely. That's all the time we have here for this episode of Goth Girl Horror, the Hack Slash podcast. Uh, where can they find us, Tarsi? They can find us on Goth Girl Horror on Twitter or on my Twitter for Charcy Lux or on your Twitter for Radio of Horror. 
at Chris D S A V, or you can send us an email that radio of horror at gmail.com or check out Charcy on her YouTube channel. Yes. My little channel of horrors with my uh, friend DC. We both kind of talk about our favorite horror movies and what's going on. And you just did a slasher film too, scream. You're going to be doing um, yes. kind of a slasher demonic film coming up. Uh, Idle hands. Yes. Uh, by the time this uh, episode is aired, our next following episode should be idle hands. Cool. And we'll be back in two weeks with a single one-shot origin story for Vlad here on Goth Girl Horror. Yes. Do you love what you hear on the podcast? Please go to Buy a Cup of Coffee. The Radio Horror link is in the show notes, but it's on top of the Twitter page. Or you can just go to buymeacupofcoffee.com backslash Radio Horror, and you can help support any other podcast here on the Radio Horror Network. Donations go towards cloud service and new equipment. Thank you. Murderous monsters don't stand